0: Again, Merry Christmas to everyone, and Julie Harris. Yes, I forgot to ask you. Why well, I didn't forget to ask you? What's that? I have to make sure that I'm assuming what you want for Christmas is what you want for Christmas. Hmm. So I'm going to ask you, what do you want for Christmas?
1: Honestly, I'm really into my bird feeders this year. Bird feeders. <laughs> yes, I
0: can do bird feeders. Bird
1: seed, bird feeders, books about birds. I'm birds. Kind of, kind of birding right now. I tell you, I thought I've <laughs> thought about this probably too much between our plane trips and things between, you know, uh, Puerto Rico and here in North Carolina. I don't know if you guys know this, if you're in this area, North Carolina and the Appalachian Mountains in general have more variety of birds. I know I'm talking to like three people here, but more variety of birds than all of Europe combined. So I think it's peaceful. I find it kind of meditative and they're interesting. But you know, what's strange is that I've tried so hard in Puerto Rico to get birds to go to bird feeders, but they don't even know what they are. And I think it's because they have such an abundance of That's why. bugs and flowers. You know flowers. There's no winter. They don't feel a whole lot of scarcity, so they just really ignore my feeders. It doesn't really matter what I put in them. They're like, eh, I'll just go catch a bug.
0: So what you're saying is the birds in North Carolina, are the pie is only two big types. (laughs) That's right. They're more pessimistic. Well, I guess it is true, because it is pretty chilly today. They don't
1: have as much to eat. You know so i'm gonna take care of them
0: that makes perfect sense well what happens when we're not here though
1: well i'm gonna get the neighbors to take care of it i guess <laughs> i'll just string birdseed all over the neighborhood
0: so we are talking of course this week about your 90-day plan as a new or returning agent or really as any agent who is listening and uh this is the 90-day uh, massive action plan is, of course, accompanied with a fill-in-the-blank plan that you can actually complete yourself. And the uh, way to get that is just text the word Harris to 47372. Text the word Harris to 47372. But today we're going to be getting into the levels of learning, which we talk about in this podcast a lot. And the reason I think we talk about this a lot is because it's interesting But it's also something that forces you, if you're willing to, to be introspective. Mm -hmm. And the introspection, um, I think a more woo-woo term for it, is having an aha moment or having an epiphany, right? So if you listen, as Julie describes, these four levels, and there's actually a fifth level too, of mastery or of learning, and you are honest with yourself where you are, You will have all kinds of open, uh, all kinds of pathways that are opening in your mind. And remember, just like take one specific thing. So I'm going to set up a question for all of you. And then Julie's going to go through this um, and we can get to the rules that we have written down. Actually, Julie, ended up coming up with more rules. I think we have like 15. Okay. Okay, So here's Julie, I'll set this up for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, So levels of learning, levels of mastery, and with regards to an agent being a listing agent.
1: Yes. Okay. So first I want you to recognize that in life, in business and things you're working on, your skills are not always going at the same level. You, you don't get to a point where everything that it takes in that particular thing you're working on is always at the same level. So let's talk about being a listing agent. And again, this is called your levels of learning or levels of mastery. Level one is called unconscious incompetence and you want to write these down because they kind of sound the same as we're talking
0: so let's give an example as pertains to a listing agent. unconsciously
1: incompetent okay
0: so an agent gets a call out to go on a listing appointment and they don't have a list they didn't pre-qualify they didn't ask the seller any questions they don't know if the seller owes they don't know the seller's motivation they don't know if they're competing they have no pre-listing pack. They have no listing presentation. They don't know how to price. They don't know how to overcome all the questions that every seller But they're really excited to have a
1: listing appointment. But they're really <laughs>
0: excited to have a listing appointment.
1: They might even think they've got it in the bag.
0: That's right. And so the reality of it is, is that is somebody who is going to most likely go on a listing appointment and have a very bad experience because they don't know what they don't know. That's okay. the unconscious uh, incompetent stage and all of us start out with anything new at the unconscious incompetence stage and I'm going to give you a congratulatory pat on the back for all of you who are willing to make yourself and realize and accept the fact that you're unconsciously incompetent because that's exciting because you only have one way to go that's
1: right and <laughs> you know sometimes this can be painful and sometimes it takes a few appointments maybe the first one you go on was your best friend you lucked out and that's actually in a way even worse because now you think you know what you're doing And then it takes losing something to go, aha, you know what? I've heard about this thing called pre-qualifying and you didn't know to ask about it because you didn't know there was such a thing as a pre-qualifying script.
0: To your example, a lot of agents who have picked up listings during this hot seller's market uh, from people that they know their centers of influence and in past clients, they're the ones that suffer the most yes. during an inflationary time or a changing market where sellers get more anxious. Because what's going to happen is the seller's naturally going to be more selective on who they hire. And then is when that's when you have your unconscious incompetent moment, when you start losing listings. And a lot of agents, where they have egos, where they'll tell mm-hmm. themselves that, well, I lost that listing because the other agent overpriced it or the you know seller somehow knew them from you know brownies or I don't even know what, yeah. right? They're gonna make an excuse for them not to have for them for their lack of skill and competence to have won the listing. They're gonna make an excuse so they don't have to force themselves to acknowledge the fact that they're incompetent and that they can improve. Well,
1: that's true. And there are agents, sadly, that live basically most of their career in that unconscious incompetence because they blame other things. They're like,
0: not professional. They're that's not the bottom professional, line.
1: Professional, right? They're not professional, and this is the very thing that keeps them at a lower production level. It's the same
0: agents that basically are addicted buying leads.
1: Absolutely, because that's what they perceive to be the easy button. That doesn't take a whole lot of skill to fork over your credit card number. But
0: so let's say, for the sake of the listing appointment, you now are realizing that you have a listing appointment. It's not with your mom, your brother, or your you <laughs> know your best, best friend, friend. <laughs> right? It's with somebody you don't know, and now you're facing down the fact that you don't know what the hell you're going to do, and you are this is a great great list and great motivation, incredible seller. Everything about it checks all the boxes for dream scenario for you. And yet you now realize you don't know what the hell you're doing. Oh, and by the way, you're competing with seasoned agents.
1: Yes. Here is the freak out.
0: That's right. Now, yes, which
1: is great because now you become conscious of your incompetence. You level go, two. holy cow, there's stuff I don't know.
0: Level two is conscious incompetence. That's when you know you're starting to learn what you don't know.
1: That's right. So this is where things like recognizing that you know it's not enough to just have a pre-listing package that your broker gave to you you've got to have one that makes you different that makes you shine that answers questions like what makes you different why should i go with you versus the three other agents i'm talking to that maybe even have more experience than you this is where you go huh maybe i really should ask those pre-qualifying questions Maybe I should work on my pricing. Maybe I should know. You know, we did a podcast called Don't Go If You Don't Know that addresses a lot of these issues. You should know what price the seller has in mind. All of these things come out in your level two conscious incompetence.
0: And by the way, guys, there's over 2,000 past Real Estate Coaching Radio podcasts with Tim and Julie Harris. So go to iTunes, Stitcher or whatever your podcast listening device is. We're on Spotify, Amazon, Google, Mm -hmm. everywhere. Go listen to past podcasts and please do give us a five-star review on iTunes. We sincerely appreciate all of you who are uh, showing the holiday spirit (laughs) and showing your gratitude towards uh, this podcast and Julie and I, we certainly appreciate it. So after you've realized that you're consciously incompetent, only then do you start, that's the perfect coaching client.
1: Yes, that's when they are aware that there are things, there are skills for them to obtain which will make a huge difference in the trajectory of their career. And if they don't embrace that, then they fall right back into unconscious incompetence and struggle. A lot of these agents when I talk to them they're they it's like they're stuck at that 3 million production or 3 to 5 million I would say, especially now when prices have gone up, you know, you sell, you know, 5 or 6 houses a year you're
0: good, well, maybe 10 houses. For sure, yeah. I mean, you, know, you can get by. For sure. I mean, most agents are selling in a, a market where the average sale price is going to be at least 400 grand. Sure. And they can stump, but so here's the thing is they might say, and I get this, I see this all the time from agents that are communicating with us, asking us questions and, you know, they want to join you and I at eXp Realty. So someone texts me. If you guys want to join eXp Realty and you're looking for a sponsor, just text me directly at 512-758-0206. Just text Julie and I directly if you want Julie and I to sponsor you at eXp Realty. It's 512-758-0206. Don't call text 512-758-0206. And when you text me, the first question I'm gonna text back and that does go directly to me. Well, it doesn't here because we need to fix our internet. <laughs> but in, usually when we're not up high in a mountain and some trees, Um, the first question I'll ask you is tell me about your real estate business and what a lot of you will do is you'll say well I sold two million dollars or three million dollars through real estate and that doesn't really mean anything anymore because what a lot of you are doing is you're buying your business in other words you're paying massive referral fees Zillow is coming out and realtor.com and you can assume everyone else is going to start charging agents not only to be a member of whatever service it is but also to charge a 30 to 35 percent referral fee for the buyer leads so if you're in a market where the buyer agent commissions have already drop to say, you know, whatever it is, right? And I'm not going to talk about commissions, but you guys get the gist. Mm-hmm. It's no longer what it was say 5 years ago or even 3 years ago in, you know, some markets, it's changed in the past, you know, 6 months. That's what happens in a real long-term st- uh, seller's market. And now you're agreeing to work with that buyer, but you're also going to pay a 35% referral fee. Most of you if you actually put pen to paper are going to be working for less than $15 an hour to put that buyer in contract, if you're lucky enough to put that buyer in contract. It is insanity that's when you have your conscious incompetent moment when you realize I don't want another year like last year. You're going to tell me, well, Tim, I sold, you know, $3 million through real estate. In a normal world, that might mean somewhere between ninety dollars and $100,000 in revenue. But in a lot of your worlds, that means something like thirty dollars to $40,000 in revenue. That's because you have yet to realize that you do not have to buy your business. You can actually build your business based on proactive lead generation, and you can tell all these lead sellers to go pound dirt.
1: That's right. So this also demonstrates that you can have skills that you're pretty good at, like, You know maybe you can get a buyer in contract that's great but maybe you are unconsciously incompetent about being a really powerful listing agent which is the key to generating more listings primarily but certainly as many buyers as you may want to handle or refer so you have different skills at different levels but the leading skill you've got to develop to have a controllable predictable duplicatable business in real estate Is to become a listing agent.
0: And become a proactive lead generator. Absolutely. Right. Don't you guys look if you're gonna hear this all the time. And if you don't like hearing us say the words proactive lead generator, this is not the podcast for you. We are not advocates for you guys buying buyer leads and buying seller leads. That is insanity generate your own business. That's how you're your product from your business is profit. If you're not making profit from your business, you're running a nonprofit business. Why are you doing it? It doesn't make any sense. No, it
1: doesn't. So level two and level three of mastery, when just talking about conscious incompetence, when you say, aha, I got to learn all of this stuff. I've got to get a pre-listing package. i have got to learn how to do an actual listing presentation. I got to get some scripts. I know how I need to find out How I'm going to handle those objections that I just keep praying to the real estate gods that I'm not going to hear, and maybe I'll luck out, but what happens when I don't luck out? I have to learn how to close. I've got to learn how to be really accurate pricing, especially if the market changes at all. I've got to learn all this stuff. So that's when you become coachable. And once you start putting those things in place, again, it's not enough to just have a pre-listing package. You've got to know how to actually present the pieces and parts of it. You then go into level three, which is also a great time to be in coaching when you are now conscious, you are experiencing conscious competence. You are finding out that, yes, you know what? When I use scripts and I pre-qualify and I use my pre-listing package and you know, I do great lead follow-up, I can have a more predictable business. You start to see that and you start to win your listing presentations. And you you don't, don't have, this is awesome. And you don't
0: have to wait months and years to basically no. get to the, the newest, new agents who join our coaching program who do not waste time with branding, buying leads, social networking, building a team. They want to learn how to be listing agents right away. They are some of the most inspirational coaching clients that we have because it's so cool to see somebody on our private members only Facebook page who are talking about the fact that they just took three listings, five listings, two listings, 10 listings. That's and awesome. then, and then the age other agents in the group will start like piling on the congratulatory praise. And then the agent will say, well, I've been in the business for a year. I mean, you can, re- There's there's somebody who, wrote a really nice, um, long form article about us on Reddit, who were there saying, look, I just, I, you know, combed through all the Mickey mouse that was out there. I went to all the fake YouTube coaches. I listened to a whole bunch of different things. I found Tim and Julie. I did exactly what they said. And they said they took 26 listings in their That's first year. Yes. Yeah, well, is it? I mean, you and I sold over a hundred homes our first year. Now, granted, this was 25 years. And we didn't have
1: the distractions that they do.
0: Yeah, that's true. But,
1: you know, I I have so many examples like that that I just love. And, you know, one of them that I remember from one of our Facebook Live sessions that we do for our premier coaching clients uh, was an agent that said, you know what? I've seen what these buyer agents are having to do these days, run around all over the place. I'm going to just skip that, is what he said. He said, I'm not interested in that. I'm going to become a listing agent from the get-go, and the first thing I'm going to do is my pre-listing package. I'm going to listen to all the coaching calls about it, and I am going to take my first listing. And within two weeks, he had his first listing, and that listing produced his next listing. Of
0: course. Of course. That's the way the business is supposed to work. That's right. You're not supposed to buy buyer leads. You're not supposed to basically... You, you guys can skip all the pain and suffering.
1: Yeah, and you've got to be following a plan to do that. So get yourself into first into level two, Becoming conscious of what you don't know and take action to learn it, to to polish your skills. And then move yourself into that conscious competence. Now, when you're in conscious competence and you are implementing what you have learned in the previous stage, that doesn't mean that you're automatically winning all of the time. It means that you are consciously working on your competency. You are absolutely preparing for those listing presentations. You are previewing the competition. You are pre-qualifying the seller. You're, you're getting there early. You're following the seven-step listing process.
0: You're following our system. You're pre-qualifying, asking all the questions in the order in which it's written down on the scripts. You're following the listing presentation that we prescribe to you, you. But
1: you're being careful. You're doing it on purpose. Right.
0: You're sending the listing pre, or the pre-listing the pre pack. You're not skipping it. You're not customizing it. And you're, you're not, not having
1: different rules for different people. Exactly. You know, I have you guys say all the time, well, I only send a pre once you get it together. Well, I only send a pre-listing package if I don't know them. Well, how do you know for sure that, all right, so maybe you golf with them every Saturday afternoon. That doesn't mean that their spouse doesn't have an agent in mind. You can't be assumptive because you know what that's going to do? that's going to kick you right back into that conscious incompetence because you're going to get your butt kicked
0: actually julie i'll say one percent it'll kick them back (laughs) and that most of them will uh, make an excuse they'll make an excuse they won't accept the fact that they failed because they didn't follow a system yeah
1: they'll say the other agent bought the business or cut their commission or both or whatever
0: think about the coaching clients that we're taking on now all the agents that are joining our coaching program who have been very successful during uh, this seller's market mm-hmm. have only known the seller's market because they've only been licensed since like 2008, agents. right? Yeah. I mean, it is. It's a whole generation more than that. It's mm-hmm. 10 years plus of agents. Sure. They have never sold in a changing market. They I have know. never sold in a market. I fear for market. them. Uh, you, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. They have been spoiled with all this, you know, this upwardly. Look, guys, if you list something today, it's going to sell itself
1: because it's available.
0: Because it's available. If you every buyer everybody wants to buy a house or buy another house so creating that demand or having to you know work on getting the seller to price the house correctly or position the house correctly not necessary in this market that we've been nope. in for this long period of time and it's going to continue guess what it is going to continue Luckily for you. but the reality of it is, is as inflation starts to take a stranglehold on the markets across the country and it is going to be noticeable you guys are experiencing it how expensive was your Thanksgiving turkey it's crazy this is not a transitory inflation this is is not a bubble. This is the great reset of pricing. Everything is going to a new fla- uh, new floor. Housing, everything, well, utilities, car.
1: Last week's uh, housing predictions, yeah. right? And things not to look at. the week pre- before. The week before. Yeah, we did a,
0: w- a week Where on we housing. down on this. We did a week's predictions uh, show uh, on predictions, and the week before that, we did a great podcast with uh, the great and powerful Peter Schiff, who's an economist. You guys ought to go back and listen to that one as well, and we talked about inflation. But understand, we're in a historic era in the economy, which is, of course, going to affect your real estate business, which then ultimately will make it so the seller's behavior changes, as will buyer's behavior change. They're going to start being more selective who they do business with because they themselves are not going to feel as financially secure because they're going to see their own dollars not going as far as they did even six months ago. And
1: that's when they become picky.
0: Yeah, that's when they get picky. And that's, that's
1: when they interview you.
0: Well, now like your mom is going to wonder, she's going to ask you a question, well, why should I hire you over my neighbor, uh, Betty, right? Everyone's going to put the questions to you and you cannot allow your ego just to wash them over and say, well, you know, I've been great this past 10 years. I'll be great for the next 10 years. You probably will, but you need to get to the point where you're realizing that you don't know what you think, you know, especially as the world and the earth around you starts to shift as the ground starts to move, which it is right now. If you don't move along with it, there's going to be a big fusion that forms and you're going to fall into it. That's
1: right. So if you are kind of getting a little squirmy right now because you know we're talking about you and you know that there (laughs) has been a level, if we're being honest, there's been a little bit of a, a level of luck to your success. That's not to say that you haven't worked hard and you haven't taken good care of your clients, but there is some level of the momentum. You know, what do they say? All ships rise with the rising sea. You know, that that has pushed the market up along with it. It's pushed your commissions up. It's, it's made it easier for most of you to sell.
0: You could be successful in this market with not a lot of skill and just showing up.
1: And not a lot of experience. Right.
0: You yeah. could. You could. That's been the, I think, the illusion or the, um, so many agents don't realize that that's them. Right, And even if they're the top producing agents in their market and they've been buying leads and they're buying leads from this big portal and that big portal, all of those companies are going to start changing the rules and how they do business with you. You know, I was reading on Inman. I talk about this because it's fascinating to me because you and I talked about this since 2012. Mm -hmm. We said, do not buy buyer leads from Zillow. Do not build a business predicated on buying buyer leads. Do not, do not, do not. You guys did it anyway. That's fine. You did it anyway. And now what's going to happen is you're seeing all the rules change. You're going to see that Zillow is going to start charging a 35% referral fee. Oh, and by the way, so is everybody else. So if you're thinking that you have a hard time making a profit now and your business is based on buying business, you wait until next year and the year after that. It's going to get so much worse. Real estate is the biggest blessing, the most incredible industry you could be part of, or the biggest curse if you don't learn how to be a proactive lead generator and build a business where you're acknowledging and working towards profit being your product.
1: That's right. So that brings you to level four, which is really fun. Unconscious competence. This is when you have your act together. This is when you do have your skills. When you know, it's so fun to see agents get into this stage, Tim, because this is when they have used their uh, pre-listing package. They've done their presentation. They know their objection handlers. They know how to close. And those agents are like, you know what? I am going to set two listing appointments in the next 48 hours and we know that they'll do it and they're going to take those listings and they're so excited to do it they're like bring on the objections because i know how to handle them
0: they're almost shocked when a seller asks a question that they that they haven't heard a thousand times before exactly and it's
1: exciting they have momentum they have predictability they They don't have have to think
0: they're not thinking they're on autopilot well that's
1: why it's called unconscious competence right and that
0: that'll happen when you have done something for long enough And I'll tell you the best way to make it so that the long enough doesn't have to last a billion years is just to follow a proven system. The long enough can, basically, if you guys are getting into this business or returning to this business or wanting to take your own business to the next level and you are going to try to create your own system, I have a simple question for you. Why? Why? Why are you doing that? Why don't you just copy a system that's proven to work in every market, every market condition, every price range at every corner of the United States and a lot of other places in the world. Why would you bother wasting time trying to create your own uh, system? Why would you go and try to piecemeal it together from uh, you know, like one of our sponsors, of this mm-hmm. podcast is Ready Plate, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Ready Plate sends you a box, and we're not every plate, every Ever plate. plate, yeah. They send you a box, and they send you the exact, <laughs> exact ingredients, yeah. and they send you the exact instructions on how to do it, and they tell you exactly how long everything, single thing, will take. They'll t- show you exact pictures of what things are supposed to look like, and what it's gonna look like when it's done, and it's fantastic. It
1: is, and thank goodness they send pictures. I made one um, last night, last night, because you know, honestly, I. I generally give up after like four ingredients or if on the ingredients list is something that I can't tell you what aisle it's in, I'm out. That's, that's like my MO, right? And so I will admit that I had to look at the picture, the difference between a piece of ginger and the garlic because they were the same size and I compared the pictures and now I know the difference. Or it could have
0: been an old uh, moldy piece of cheese.
1: Well, I could. (laughs) And so A, I wouldn't have done it at all if I didn't have a system to follow and B, I would have screwed it up if they didn't give me a step-by-step plan. Who am I to figure out how to do this stuff? But right? That's, it's not what, my
0: thing. But what most agents do yeah. is they'll they'll get like you know, they'll go to YouTube, they'll go to Facebook, they'll go to some top-producing agent, they'll do surveys, <laughs> they'll do all these things, and they sort of patch something together. Right. And again, in a market where things sell themselves mm-hmm. and they can buy leads, they'll start fooling themselves. It covers
1: up mistakes. It
0: does. And that's, that's right. the point you were making, you know, that's about right. essentially when, uh, when we're in a market like this, rising tides, you know, and when the right, tides go out, ships. you see the people that are swimming naked. Yeah. Well, that's the type of experience a lot yeah, of these guys are going to have. So guys, don't wait for you to don't essentially wait. have that bad experience to... Challenge yourself to take your business and your personal life to the next level. It's exciting.
1: It is. And the really cool thing, the agents that are on level four that have achieved that unconscious competence have done that because they have repetitively used their skills, right? It's not enough to just listen to a bunch of recordings or scripts or this or that. You've got to actually get out there and use those skills. Then they stay in that unconscious competence. Now, there's dangers there too. You can get complacent. You can get into some ego. But ideally, you reach this level five after lots and lots of transactions where you're very systematized, you know how to handle all of those scripts, objection handlers closing the whole nine, you're a really good pricer, and you see little things. We hear this from our elite coaching clients. They'll say, you know what? I'm detecting some rising inventory, and I have to be a little bit more careful about my pricing right now, because I've seen this before. That's some, uh, that is unconscious competence, because they have enough experience that they see it coming. Then you can get to level five, mastery. This is where most of our Harris certified coaches are. And we train you to be a coach, which is a different thing than being a master of real estate.
0: But let's do make a point here. Even if you have reached the level of unconscious competence in real estate, knowing how to teach somebody, coach somebody to do the same is putting you back in the position of unconscious incompetence. That's right. So if you want, you can master the art and the science of being a very fa- a fantastic real estate salesperson, right? You can be the best ever but for you to then transcend that and go to the point where you can train train others to do it, you have to be willing to put yourself back in the position of essentially being uh, you know, an idiot, in essence. Well, that's and, right. And, and that's exciting, too. It
1: is. And not all coaching clients are the same. You know, there are some that are really comfortable talking to people that they already know. And there's other ones that would not call a past client if you put a gun to their head. They're not all the same.
0: But this goes to the reason yes. that, you know, and we're going to talk about this tomorrow more. Mm-hmm. But it goes to the reason why so many people, when they, you know, agents getting into the business or agents returning to the business, they don't know how to go about choosing who they should listen that's right. to. And they're not selective enough on who they should listen to. Mm-hmm. They don't even know, they have no well, questions. Well, they're unconsciously
1: incompetent about the questions to ask. They're
0: unconsciously incompetent about how they should go about asking the questions, right, to discern who's credible and who isn't. Yes. And in some cases, they don't know that they have options. They don't know the different, you know, what was it? Who is it? They said the 10,000 hour rule, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that really is true. Mm-hmm. I like think Edison. Yeah. Yeah. Edison was Edison. He yeah. what, 10,000 light bulbs or yeah, something. Yeah. And he
1: had so many inventions, but he also had a lot of things that didn't work. Right, he had to try, he had, you know, trial and error. So yes, you've got to know the right questions to ask on all of these different levels, but first you've got to become a really powerful listing agent. That is your key to predictable happiness in this business where all of you guys wonder, well, maybe not all of them, some of them are at this level four, conscious and unconscious competence. You know, it's, it's when you think that everything is unpredictable all the time in real estate, that's your clue to say, you know what, I got to ask better questions. I've got to work on skills because, you know, I see these other agents that have systematized everything. They're following a plan. They've got a business plan. They do profit and loss statements. They're running an actual business, right? So how is it that they're doing it? And I feel like I'm out of control all the time.
0: And again, guys, have some benchmarks. Have some actual things that you can know. It's easy to get sucked into all the ego stuff in real estate. Who won this award, this prize? Who's got the most followers Uh, on Instagram? And there's an award for everything. Here's how you should, With our humble suggestion, as your coach or your future real estate coaches, your benchmark should be the profit you make. And with the profit you make from your real estate business, you should be buying real estate. The point of your business is to make, the point of your real estate sales business is to, yes, be successful selling houses, helping other people, but you have to have a large enough profit margin that with that uh, you know, money, you obviously can pay your bills and your overhead, but then you have enough profit left over, you can then, guess what, buy real estate yourself. The point of being in real estate is to produce enough money to buy real estate.
1: To move the needle in your life. That's exactly. That's what the treasure map is all about. And it's if you, setting goals. And you know why are you in this in the first place? If it's just so that you can have an income that you could get somewhere else with, you know, benefits or something that, you know, doesn't take all this planning, what are you doing this for? The point is for you to move the needle for yourself and your family to create enough profit that you can do something with that profit.
0: So I have a question for you. Where do you think you're the absolute best? Where is it in your life? No, let's just stick to real estate. Where in the real estate industry do you think you're the absolute best? Some of you are gonna, you know, immediately call, you know, this or that, the other thing. I'm really great with working with buyers, or I'm really great with this, I'm really great with that. How could you become whatever it is that popped into your mind 10, 20 times better? What would you have to do? Even if you were really great at some specific aspect of the real estate industry business now, how do you know that what took you or what it was that made you the best? as of today, is going to be what makes you the best as of tomorrow. What we're entering into is a phase in, I don't know, Western society where things are going to start changing at a rapid pace. We talk about this on the podcast all the time. You can call it synchronicity. You can call it the effects of inflation. You can call it whatever you want to call it. But normal things that have taken five or 10 years to come true are happening now in months. And that rate of change is just going to increase. And if you don't keep up with the pace of change, you will not have what you've had. Julie and I are in our very early 50s. I'm not supposed to say Julie's age, but right, we're in our very early 50s. And I can tell you for sure that the amount of work that we have to do to keep up with all the things that are happening and just in our various businesses and Julie and I have several businesses, all the things we have to do to keep pace with all the changes that are happening so rapidly, they're sometimes exhausting. I mean, I would love for things just to stay the same, but none of them do. No, none of them do. And you guys can't allow yourselves to, you know, fall, your, fall into this state of complacency because then if that happens, what's going to happen is the world's going to pass you by faster than you can believe. You can't even take a month off. Not really. Those of you who are listening to our podcast, congratulations. Now take action on it. You're listening to a time of the year when most other agents don't do anything. So I'm going to give you guys an advanced homework assignment. Get into your MLS, find out how many expired listings there were in the month of, in the last two months. Find out how many expired listings there were. Add all those up. Multiply whatever your average commission rate is and figure out how much commission is going to be made when those listings get relisted and sold. Because here's the fact, go look for expired and withdrawn. Basically, every single expired and withdrawn listing gets relisted within six months of the expiration date or the withdrawal and they're date. they're
1: having those conversations right now.
0: Exactly. So even if there are agents that took their listings off the market you know, for the winter or whatever, or over the holidays, it's not, what's to say that they're going to get that listing again in the spring? Call the sellers. If you don't know what to say or how to say it, call us. We'll teach you what to say and how to say it. In the meantime, guys, thank you for continuing to make this the number one listened to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. Um, we would certainly appreciate a five-star review on iTunes. Please do give us a five-star review on iTunes. It really does make a difference. iTunes then decides to share our podcast with other um, potential real estate folks that we can also be helping. In the meantime, we'll talk with you on the show tomorrow.